Hi everyone, Vicky McLeod here. This time on the podcast, I have head coach of the programme, John Singleton. We debrief 22.1, chat about the leaderboard and talk about the rise and rise of the teenage athletes. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them. Happy Balearic Day. John, it is March the 1st here in Mallorca and that means that everything's closed because it's Balearic Day. Did you know that? Uh, it's hard to keep track of the uh, Spanish holidays, so I, uh, I lose track of... There's always a holiday for something. If you felt like doing any kind of shopping today, you, you can't. It's, everything's shut, so it's a good day to chew over the first results of 22... 22.1. Um, what did you think about the workout when, um, when it was announced last Thursday? What's it like as soon as, as, from a coach's point of view, what's it like when it gets announced? Um, you know, it, I suppose you do that kind of, kind of, uh, bit of a brainstorm, quick analysis. And, and really, for me, it was like, you know, what we've come to know as a classic open workout, like classic time domain, that 15 minutes, three movements, which we've now seen quite a lot of. Um, even the wall walk. So I, I think there was, it was a very safe first open workout maybe, but fun, you know, it's like accessible to a large majority of people, but also meant the top athletes um, can push. So I, I think it was a great classic open workout. How do you um, decide on the strategy when you're telling your athletes what they should or shouldn't do, have you got like set things that you can always tell them or is there something that you would specifically tell them for this kind of workout? Um, so for the athletes that I, you know, I, I personally work with very few athletes now and therefore it means that, you know, I, I know them all so well. I spend so much time with them that, uh, you know, we, we always knew on, on paper there's going to be a solid workout for Gabby. She's quick at the wall walks good at dumbbell snatches and good at um, box jump overs. So, so we knew that, okay, it's going to be a strong one. Um, Christoph, actually, we thought that the wall walks weren't going to be as much of a factor. Um, so actually, the the snatches and um, you can make up a lot of time on those. So, so that was a good thing. And then you know, Jack, can, again, is a very consistent athlete. So you know, she, was, she, she did very well as well in, um, in that workout. But yes... In essence, you kind of decide the the strategy for the athlete based on what you know of them. So, what was Gabby's strategy? Um, it, you know, it was it, to sum it up. It really was YOLO. You know, like there was nothing where she could go to failure. So, really, it was just how can you, how long can you hang on to that pace? Because even if she did one round, like all-out max sprint, it wouldn't be that much quicker than her uh, the split time that she held. So really, she was just, because the change in muscle group, because of the time domain, it meant that she could really kind of push it from the, the get-go. So what were her split times? What was she averaging? Uh, just below 110. Wow. Per round. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's, it's very quick, you know, and um, we, we knew it was a, a 
going to be a very good score. We actually had to, we had a bit of a mess up where we um, so we did the we did the measurement slightly wrong. Oh. And uh, and so we actually of so, where the box had to be and things. Yeah. So. You know, it's, it's these little things in the open. So we were wrong by like two centimeters of the tape. Uh, so it, basically, whether one of the measurements was to the line and one of the measurements was from the top of the line, if you see what I mean. Okay. And basically, we measured them both to the line. And so the bit of tape that we used was like, I don't know, one, two centimeters uh, too, too long. And so we're like, okay, well, fuck, we... Uh, we have to, but we're going to redo it anyway. You know, we tried to be very exacting in our standards. And so uh, we had the athletes go again. So, so it was actually um, Gary's second attempt, but, the, you know, the first attempt as well would have still been a, a top three time. Oh, wow. Because I was there for a little bit on Friday morning and the atmosphere seemed pretty focused, but not stressed, which was nice. It was uh, like everyone was working hard and everyone was really calm. Yeah, it was nice, you know, I mean, you've been there when we've done, when it's like a full online qualifier with multiple events, and then it's more stressful, but really it's just, this is just one and done. So is everybody happy with their results? <laughs> yeah, you know, first one, first one done, like obviously, you know, Gary finishing uh, finishing second is, a, is an epic result. We don't go into the Open necessarily worrying about placement, so we really don't worry too much about where they are as long as they make it to the next stage. Um, what is the what is the cutoff line for that? Though? I've been trying to work out like, what, where would they have to be. They have to be in the top ten percent, which is actually huge. You know, it's, it's a lot. You know, um, well, well, they don't do it worldwide; they do it on region. But I haven't actually checked how um, what the cutoff line is in Europe because they do it on the amount of signups. So obviously, you know, if you have in one region, you only have a thousand people, and only the top ten percent go through. Whereas another region, you might have a hundred thousand people, and then the percentage then uh, then varies. Okay, so they don't have to worry too much, do they? <laughs> Maybe that's why they were so happy as well. It's like quite a it's like a nice a nice morning doing something different. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it. It's focused and it's, it's impossible to let the Open not take away something from a normal training day. But it, you know, it, it took away the least, it's the least impactful of all the other online qualifiers. How, um, how does everybody feel now? They're sort of just back into normal training, more or less the same, the same morning, weren't they? It, yeah, we, we scheduled it in with a normal training day, so it didn't affect our training at all. Well, it, it had a little impact because it just does. But, um, but we try to let it have a minimal impact on training so they can focus through for the next stages. And um, now we're, we're, we're Tuesday now, so the next one's coming up on Thursday. Do you, is um, Thursday a rest day for you guys normally or a recovery day? Uh, so the girls, Christoph will be full rest day and then the girls are swimming. Um, so we, we had a kind of mini deload leading into the, the open just so we mm. can prioritize training through this period. Uh, if, if someone starts to get tired or maybe not hitting the results that we want, we, we will then look to maybe give them another increased period of rest. 
but but right now everyone's everyone's still fresh, hungry for the workout, so we'll, we'll see what comes up. Looking at the results from twenty two point one, it's um there's a couple of names in the top five uh, of the women that I don't, I'm not familiar with, but the the average age of the top five women is we've worked out 20 years old. We've got Mal O'Brien came first, Gabby second, Emma Carey came in third, Alex Raptis is fourth, and then Leia Storen came in joint fifth with Tia Claire Toomey and Karen Freyova, and she's also a teen. And it's it's amazing how... Um, uh, what's the right word? It's, like, it's impressive, I suppose. Their results are such young athletes and smashing it already. And it seems, to, but the women are um, definitely seem to be achieving top results younger than the guys. Yeah, I mean, it's mind blowing, really, that you think in that top five, three of them are eighteen years old. Um, you know, Gabby, Gabby, by all accounts, and Lexus Raptors are considered young athletes. But then when you've also got Mal O'Brien, 18, Emma Kerr, 18, and the Norwegian girl, Leia, 18, it's, uh, you know, it, it's super impressive to be able to keep up with the best in the world at that young age. Um, and, it, it, you know, it, okay, there's lots of things that, it's one open workout, and, and you can only take away so much from that. But it had a, a relative mix, you know, you had some gymnastics, you had to move an odd object and you had to be able to maintain a relatively high heart rate because of the box jump over. So it wasn't super specialist. So it, you know, it's mind-blowing it, that, um, that these young athletes are doing so well. What do you think is the secret? Um, well, you know, at that age, you kind of got to go genetics. It's the... Uh, <laughs> Is a is a bit is a big factor. Um, they, they've obviously, you know, all of them will have obviously had some exposure to um, to CrossFit training. Um, some of them from a young age, but it may well be that there's always a big argument in CrossFit about specialising early. And the thought process was that you shouldn't specialise in CrossFit early. You should do other sports, etc., and then go into CrossFit. But these, you know, these girls. Uh, may well be proving all of this theory wrong because, you know, I, I think Emma Carey started CrossFit like six, seven years ago and she's only 18. So, and she's now become one of the best in the world, which kind of holds onto the theory. Actually, if you start young and specialize young, you may actually have a, a good opportunity to do extremely well. And an honorary mention to Kristen Holter, who, despite having retired, seems to be eighth. <laughs> And yeah, I, I think, know that she made an announcement that she was going to do the Open for kind of research purposes almost. Yeah, I think it's this hard thing for an athlete, you know. they What do you do with all that fitness? Because it, it, it's relatively useless on a day-to-day -day life when you get to this like extreme level. So, you know, what becomes your outlet? And really the only outlet for it is some kind of competitive fitness. Mm. And Kristin, for the next few years, is going to maintain very high level of fitness relative to uh, the general population and so you know e even if she does nothing now for for months she will still be extremely fit and that's not going to go away and, and obviously she loves training so she's going to keep that um, that 
she's going to at least maintain her fitness level for a very long time. And so I think that's when it becomes hard to step away because you are very good. Yeah, well, I, I, I made me smile because when I spoke to her um, in December, I said, we're not going to see your name on the open leaderboard, are we? And she's like, definitely not. And there she is. So, <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting if it lights the fire, like if she can't stay away. You know, like, like you say, I'm not doing the open, I can't do it. Okay, maybe I'm going to do the open, you know. And she didn't mm. just do the open, she like sent it for the workout, you know. Yeah. So, so it'd be interesting, you know, um, maybe I just see where I'm at for quarters. Oh, semis are coming. Okay, mm. one more game. So, you know, you know I, I think it's very easy to go down that route because, like I said, what, what do you do with all of that um, talent that you have? Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to, uh, don't want to jinx her because um, I, li- I, like I love her. I think she's great. So I hope that she's, uh, I hope she enjoys her open and that she, whatever decision she makes, she's happy with. Yeah. And then with the boys, we had um, Victor, how do I say his name? Lungdal. Yeah, I believe it's Lungdal. And he's, uh, he's top of the leaderboard at the moment. He's from Sweden. Cedric Lepont from Canada. Saxon Panchik, who just moved training um, uh, camps, didn't he, to... Yeah, well, he was under. I, I believe he was under um, a guy called Kundo works for Mayhem and just switched to uh, to Proven. And then a chap who's I've never heard of before called Driss. Want to say this right? Driss Buccia. Yeah, from Morocco. From Morocco, from the the African continent, which yeah, is very fantastic. rare. See, you know, most obviously we have like South Africa with. There's, there's been a few athletes who've qualified over the years from South Africa. Um, it's very unusual to see people from the African continent on the, mm. on the leaderboard. Bring it on. And then some bloke called Justin Medeiros came fifth. Yeah. So it was um, not as... Uh, it's, it's, uh, also, I'm kind of interested that Mallow Bryan got two more reps than um, Victor. Yeah, I mean, you know, she obviously sent it. Like, I'm, I'm biased towards wanting uh, Gabby to do well, and it was very close. Uh, it was very close taking that um, that top spot. But yeah, hats off to mm. to Mal. You know, getting an extra two wall walks is is not easy, and then also beating the top guy as well. You know, it's uh, it's it's super impressive. You know, you know there's there's no there's no taking away from her her achievement. It's, it's very good. Did you do the workout, John? I did. I did. I was um, I was eight rounds and one rep, which you know I'm, I'm quite happy with. I I have very these days I have very little expectations of how things are going to go, but um, it's fun. I, you know, I enjoy just jumping in and seeing and seeing where I'm at. I did it. It was. Um... I did it twice because the first time I decided that I was I definitely could do the um, the wall walks better because they're very scary to me. But upside down and backwards is not fun from my point of view. It's like I I like the fact that because we all do it, we can be so impressed by the people who can do it so well. That is that my husband always says um, he'd like to have like a regular person at the Olympics running alongside all the fast guys so that you can see. You know, like what a regular person would do a hundred meters, and and this is kind of our our version of that, isn't it? Because everybody's doing the open, and we can 
see where we see where we fall, but also see how far we have to go if we want to be at the games. It's actually a very good point, that because it's very hard to appreciate elite athletes. And, you know, I always think about this, because running, I don't think people realise how quick the marathon runners run. And the thing that always blows my mind is that even, even like our top CrossFit athletes can maybe keep up with them for like four to 800 metres of a marathon. I mean, how mind-blowing is that, that... You know, some one of our athletes who's like elite fitness level could only keep up with a marathon runner for like three minutes. And the marathon runner would go on to run for another couple of hours. I mean, it's just mind-blowing to me. It's like uh, just how quick they run. For and how easy they make it look. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I am... I'm I'm excited to see what comes this week. I hope barbells are going to be in our future. Yeah, maybe something maybe something heavy. Uh we can uh we yeah, if, I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> I have no idea. I, I, uh, from what Justin Medeiros uh, Justin Medeiros, Justin Berg said they are still using uh Castro's workouts. Oh, okay. So the open is is programmed by uh, Castro, and then it will be switched over to the new team. So these are, in theory, still Castro's originals. What um, I mean, in the pre- in previous years, it's always seemed like the first week is kind of accessible for everyone, and then the second week there's there's a dividing line. You know, there's like okay, who can do a muscle up, that sort of thing. It becomes much more high skill. Yeah, it's true. They they have tended to make the first week very accessible. I, I think it's because they want to get open participation up. And if they put this like workout, you know, with I don't know, hundred kilo squat cleans and bar muscle ups, everyone's going, "Wow, I'm not just not going to do this." Yeah, exactly. And I, honestly, I don't see, you know, through the open now with the new format that they have. I personally feel they could keep everything very simple. That mm. there's no reason to to go super complex because as we saw here you know like the names at the top of the leaderboard even on a simple workout we recognize the large majority of them and and that's you know and so i think it's just testament that even with a simple workout you can have all the way through the open and then as you get to late stages maybe you can then start testing the more complex skills once people have this this base fitness but you know, things like muscle. I think people like the opportunity to get their first muscle up as well, which is another uh, kind of a different factor on that. I think it just in the um, the atmosphere in my gym on the Friday night. It's like everyone's there trying their best. They're pushing a bit harder than they normally would, and everyone else is around them cheering them on. And it makes a big difference to that like that extra percent of effort that you put in. You will when you're surrounded by your peers, just push yourself a bit harder and you maybe do get that thing that you've been trying for, but being fearful of trying or just thought you'd never get it. It's it's a, it's a, it's quite exciting. It's quite emotional sometimes as well. Last year we got a lot, a lot of people got their first uh, toaster bar. That was a big one, but a lot of ripped hands at the end of it. Yeah. 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 Be careful out there, people. Yeah, exactly. Get your grips on. Um, I wanted to ask you actually that you've got um, uh, at the moment you're talking a lot about GoWad and they have a recovery 
And uh, uh, is it a rec- just recovery or those have a warm-up protocol for each yeah, of Yeah, they do. They, workouts? Like, they kind of have like a pre-post-workout and uh, a general mobility for the day as well. Is that for, is that for, for free for the Open? Yeah, so they, what they've actually done is for the Open, they've put on a specific um, track. So, so you can sign up for free. And then what they will do is program based on what the open workout is and everyone gets access to that okay that's a good idea to follow that so that you can get prepare yourself for whatever thursday brings and when you yeah. guys be will the program be posting tips on thursday or friday this week for um for this so week's workout we tried to get it out as soon as possible like we filmed on thursday night after the announcement but because, you know, it, we, we, we in reality don't get the workout until, say, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. And mm. that means it's, it's hard for us to get to turn around, um, a good turnaround. Um, so we tried to get out as soon as possible. This week we didn't get out until uh, Saturday. I think this week we'll have it out on Friday night. Um, but on Instagram we'll be doing quick tips and, and tricks um, by... Uh, by at least Friday morning, if not Thursday okay. evening. So follow the program for some workout ideas. Well, ideas for how to get through twenty-two point two. Yeah, you know, we take we we tried to keep it. There's so many uh, kind of tips and tricks videos that that go out these days. They really try to just get the essence of what you need to do in order to mm. uh, get the most out of of the workout. And, and this is where, you know, we also have our Facebook group where members reach out, ask more specific questions um, for athletes who have individualized, they speak with their coaches. So it kind of depends on that, on that level of where you are and where you want to go. Um, but yes, in essence, we'll kind of post up our general summary on social media. Anyone who has specific questions can kind of ask in the Facebook group and then the athletes who we have individual with, they will get... Um, specific work to do you know it's kind of the a bit a bit like the pyramid if, if you can get that specific one-to-one work it is more advantageous okay well good luck for your guys this week and you as well i hope 22.2 brings you lots of exciting but doable movements yes and i guess i'll see you friday morning in the gym the yeah exactly camera. exactly well for some more suffering Thanks, John. Next time on the pod, I have mindset coach Alex Hipwell talking about what it takes to get to the top. Until then, thanks for listening and bye-bye. Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe is Coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky McLeod.